The Week 13 Contest Bombs Edition of the Bottom Line Bombs for Sports Game Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Claim your risk free bet up to $500 over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Backslash Bet Rivers at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Backslash Bet Rivers. We're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And now, here we come. Seven seconds into it with five, four. Now we'll just start the fucking thing. Even more. Welcome, Vomit. Bottom line, Bomb. Wait a minute. Am I not on? Uh, <laughs> hold on. Am I not on there? Here we are. Welcome to the bottom line, Bobs. I'm your host, Cena Sullivan, the man in the box. I almost wasn't in the box. Yes, ER Bell, welcome to the chat. You got a bomb sound effect. Um, But I did. Don't worry, guys. I am in the box. Uh, Welcome, everyone. This is the last part of the C block. It's already been a long day. I know it's late. It's time start here for everyone watching live, but you guys are here. It is 3.20 Pacific time, Thursday, November 30th. Thursday night football is coming on soon, so I'll get to that real quickly. Well, then we'll give out five more picks for the Circa Million Contest. As the quarterly winds down, week four of the quarterly, we're hot coming into it. We're 12-3, and so... Maybe a five and zero week, and we can get. Maybe we can sniff some of that uh, Steric Stevens circa money. Who knows? Uh, we'll do that. Maybe another survivor, and then uh, of course, a man in a box with the old Spotify raps in November. I'm not even sure if I talked about that last time, but that's not the point. The point is, uh, you guys are with us here on Thursday, going into the weekend of uh, week thirteen, the part of the C block. I did the prop show earlier, anyway. Um, yeah, tonight's Seattle, Dallas. We'll get into that in a second. Um, uh oh. Wobbly rooster. Wobbly rooster. Says he got attacked by a dog this morning while hunting. Had to put old Yeller down. <laughs> All right. That's what's going to have comments. I got attacked by a dog. Cowboy. I like when uh, I say this with the. Uh, Biden's dog. Was it Biden's dog? They finally put him down. They still don't put him down. Owners don't like putting dogs down. They said sometimes they'll lie. I had a buddy who had a dog who would always attack people and he'd lie and say put it down. Uh, there's a dog. If you're watching on YouTube, there's a dog mask on the uh, on the desk there. A poodle. Pretty funny poodle dog mask. Um, that Sean Green got during the Eagles run of dog masks, but he got didn't get the German Shepherd, so he got a poodle. So here we go. Um. Anyway, Justin, welcome to Generates first live show. All right, well, welcome, Justin. You got a bomb for that? Uh, yeah. Wobbly Rooster got me 
distracted with the dog. <laughs> I know they won't put they won't put they won't put Biden down either. He says. <laughs> I like when they when he when uh, the people dog owners they talk to their dog like they understand human language while it's happening. All the time was it? I was uh, coming in the driveway and this vicious dog named Cowboy came running at me. And his owner's like on the balcony, like way back. He's like, hey, Cowboy, Cowboy, what are we doing? What did we say? We don't do that, right? Cowboy, Cowboy doesn't do that. Well, Cowboy's doing it. Cowboy's coming from my ass. I was like trying to juke him, get a little Barry Sanders, and he got me like a copper tone baby style. Yeah. Cowboy, we don't do that, Cowboy. Yeah, well, Cowboy's doing it, you motherfucker. You know what Cowboy doesn't do? Cowboy doesn't understand human language. So why don't you get down here and grab your goddamn dog? Anyway, we're getting distracted here. Uh, <laughs> on the bottom line, bombs. I could talk. I could talk dog bites and attacks all day, and putting down dogs and old yeller, but we won't. Speaking of putting down dogs, and then you got Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. They play Seattle. Line is nine and a half. Is that true? Oh my goodness. Um, let me take a look at some of these props. Now, the Cowboys have not beaten anyone with a winning record. That's true. Total is 47 and a half. That seems like, but the Cowboys are destroying teams at home, especially. And bad teams. They beat up bad teams. Now, how bad is Seattle? It's up to you. I think, personally, I think Seattle bounces back a little bit. Shows a little bit of heart. You have Geno Smith, who's my favorite, one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league, Geno Smith. The man who wins comeback player of the year, like several times during the same game and season. Sometimes you're like, oh man, he's great. He's back. Then you're like, oh God, why is he in the league? He's terrible. All within like the same hour. His prop tonight, by the way, is uh, over one and a half passing touchdowns at plus money, which I think is pretty, pretty nice and juicy. I like that. Um, it says a late nineties ghost edition. The chat is filling up. JC from KC, the head poncho of the C Generates late night East Coast bomb edition. Just finished up the weekend bomb show. What's up, C Generates? That's right. Yeah, it's six thirty out there at East. As you're driving home, as you're driving driving home, put your put your laptop up on the dashboard. Listen to me as you drive home through traffic, through web traffic. I'll get you through all the web traffic. I'm just looking at my thumbnail. I went a little abstract with the thumbnail because it's Niners Eagles preview. So I had a gold Niner, Niner, and an actual Eagle dropping a football on him in the mountains. There's a Ram up there too. Why don't you start doing more mascots? It's more fun because who cares, right? Just thumb YouTube thumbnails anyway. There's studies. You must. You're probably asking me, CJ. Are there studies on what YouTube thumbnail tracks the most viewers? Oh yeah, there are. And people teach classes about it. That's the society we live in. Mr. Beast did a, you know, did an, a social, an experiment survey. If mouth open or mouth closed works better for your YouTube thumbnail. And it was uh, mouth open, I think. Or closed, I forget. It doesn't matter. Um, it is a beautiful Bob Ross painting. You're right, JC. Not to be confused with the Minnesota Viking mascot. From last time, dresses Bob Ross. 
Anyway, let's get to this Cowboys game. Uh, so I think I think this not line is a little cooked up, a little Brandon cooked up. Speaking of which, we're gonna take Brandon Cooks over forty-one and a half. I'll bomb that. I mean, this Cowboy offense is pretty prolific. I don't want to lay the nine and a half. I'm not excited to take Seattle plus nine and a half. I like the Cowboys team total over twenty-seven and a half. Um, they both have had a full week off since they both played on Thanksgiving. I guess Seattle played on Thanksgiving. I don't know. It was at night. Everyone was passed out by that point. Um, but the Cowboys, these are, I mean, I, I don't know. Thursday games are always tricky. So I, that's why I always like to say lately. I I feel bad to see generous. I, the primetime games I throw out there just for the live see generous here. I whiffed on Monday. We had Minnesota and the over that did not come in. And it wasn't even close. That you knew that wasn't going to come in ten minutes in, like five minutes into, like oh okay, this is what this game is going to be. Oh, the pastor not a fraud. Okay, whoop, whoop, that was a fun story. I like how we all just immediately wrote that off. Even Minnesota reporters, like, now we're not, you're not throwing him out there again, right? The pastor not that was ridiculous. There's a reason why he's been on three different teams this year. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck we were thinking. It was fun though, while it lasted, wasn't it? <laughs> Who else do we got? Nick Mullins. Good God. All right, we'll do that. Anyway. Um, so tonight we have Cowboys Seattle. I don't think the Cowboys are going to roll like they've been rolling like 52 to 10 without all these versus horrible teams. Seattle's not that bad. They're six to five. This would be the only first winning team Dallas has beaten all year. I just watched an Instagram reel where this Cowboy fan realized that the Cowboys haven't beaten a uh, winning team. I guess it went viral. My man XL, Xavier Lamont, sent it to me. Uh, it's a funny video where he's like, yeah, we've beaten someone with a winning record. Hold on. Let's check. Giants? Nope. Jets? Nope. Okay. Uh, the Chargers. There we go. Oh, nope. They're four and seven. Oops. All right. Well, I guess we suck. No, but then he, as a Cowboy fan, as a Cowboy fan, well, we're still the best team in the league, bro. Even though we lost by San Francisco by 50. Anyway. I don't know what I'm talking about. I never know what to say this intro. The game, I I'm always feel like I'm spitting out this primetime game real quickly, but I also want to say hello to everyone and everyone and welcome everyone into the chat and all that. But uh, so I combine it and then here I am forcing and uh, forcing and fasting like the NBA tournament. I wanted to talk about that NBA playoff. Tour. I'll talk about that later on. Uh, let me take, let me re do some reads here. Then we'll get into the contest bombs and then some man in the box. Plenty of time to talk about once we get to the man in the box. But first let me talk about bet rivers. We're brought to you today by bet rivers. It's available in over 14 States plus Ontario, Canada. Bet rivers are some of the best live betting markets in the space or betting menu second to none, including a ton of props. Depositing withdrawing is pretty easy too. my bet rivers. Play of the day is Seattle plus nine and a half. Sign up using our link to get a free bet up to $500. Just go to sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash betrivers. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash betrivers. Do you have a problem gambling? Uh, let me answer that for you. You do. Call 1-800-GAMBLER, and you'll get Kenny Rogers on the other line, and he'll tell you what to do with your 16 on a 7 blackjack hand. <laughs> Uh, combining a Drew Carey joke there with uh, Kenny Rogers. I have a famed Kenny Rogers story, but I'll get into that later because we're back here on the bottom line bombs. Thank you. I'm thanking myself. Stone bombs out there. I don't know if you see Jenner's ever know my Kenny Rogers story. Maybe we should get into that now. 
<laughs> but we have to get into the Circa Millions contest. We are using the Circa Million lines, which came out today on Thursday uh, for the contest point spread. We we're hot. We're on fire. We're 12 and 3 the last three weeks. And this is the last week of the quad. Now, there's a lot of people ahead of us for it, but it's still good for the overall. I figure what our record is overall. I'll, I'll update it on Monday, but hopefully let's just try to get a five and zero. Um, do I tell the Kenny Rogers story now? Since I got into it, I think I've told it before, plenty of times. Here. All right, fuck it, I'll tell it. Why not? You guys deserve it. See, Jennifer for sticking with me here, and because uh, R.I.P. Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers, the gambler. We all know. I should play some of his music. Um, my old manager and brother Kevin Madison, uh, friends with Kenny Rogers' son. My old manager's friends with Kenny Rogers' son. And they used to tour with Kenny Rogers and go out and hang out. And they hung out in a casino in Vegas. And Kenny Rogers gambling in Vegas is a sight to behold. Crowds gather around Kenny Rogers. He's the fucking gambler. He's Kenny goddamn Rogers, you know? They're at Caesars, I believe it was. Crowds gathering around Kenny. He's playing blackjack. He's got he's playing big hands. All of a sudden, he's getting down. He starts chasing. He pushes it. He shoves. Fuck it. Let's go. One big hand. 20,000 on it. He gets eights. He splits them. Another 20,000. Now he's all in. Now he's pulling out from the pockets. Now he's got like 45K on the table. He's got a three. Got a 14 is one. Everyone's like, yeah, Kenny, Kenny. They're cheering for this one hand. He's like, there's 45K on the table. Kenny, Kenny. Brick, brick. He loses. Dealer pulls out a 21. Bust. 45K swept to the casino. Back to Caesars. Everyone's like, oh, God damn it. Kenny Rogers lost. And then Kenny puts his hand up. Crowd goes silent. Has command over everyone. Don't worry, folks. Sometimes you got to know when to walk away. And no end to fold him. And I was like, yeah, Kenny! All right! He lives the song, man. Kenny lives the fucking song. Woo! And then they're chanting Kenny again. Kenny, he knows how to lose. He walks towards the elevator. My, my, my manager, his son, a couple people are with him. They're walking towards the elevator. The crowd's following him. They're chanting, Kenny! Kenny! The elevator door shut. Kenny's waving to his fans. And as soon as the door shut and they're out of sight, Kenny Rogers flips his fucking lid and starts destroying the elevator. He goes, motherfucker! Takes the, fu <laughs> takes the fire hydrant off, rips it off the wall, starts smashing the elevator buttons. I mean, this is when, you know, Kenny Rogers Roasters wasn't doing so well. Losing 45000 is never good. you imagine being on security and seeing that? Like, is that Kenny Rogers destroying our elevator right now? 
You might want to get the boss for this one. He'll love it. <laughs> hey, let him go. He's the gambler. That's what he does. Got to know when to hold him, when to fold him, baby. Anyway, that's my Kenny Rogers story. I think I haven't told that in a while. Anyway. Um, all right. Let's get into the bombs. Bottom line bombs. 12 and 3 last three weeks. All right. Let's start off with Atlanta versus the Jets. Line is minus 2. This is an amazing game. Horrible game. The over-under is 33. Like it's an Iowa football game or a preseason NFL. I mean, just absolutely disgusting. Hard to decide who, who which team you want to take. But we have to go with Atlanta minus two. We have to go with Atlanta minus two. And it's not, do we like Atlanta? No. Do we like Desmond Ritter on the road? No. But Tim Boyle, good God, is Tim. Do you really, all right, they're like, okay, we got to get rid of Zach Wilson. And I think Robert Sally even, it's, it's amazing how they're not playing Trevor Simeon. And that's my only scare, fear of taking Atlanta here is that Trevor Simeon might see the field. But Tim Boyle, holy shit. I've never seen – there's a lot of bad quarterbacks playing in the NFL right now. He has to be the worst one. And it's so funny. He even admits it. He's like Aaron Rodgers' buddy. It's Aaron Rodgers he takes his entire team hostage. It's kind of amazing. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm Aaron Rodgers' buddy. I was a backup for him in Green Bay. He likes me, so I keep getting jobs. I wasn't even good in college, to be honest with you. My college stats are terrible. And if you look at them, they are. Well, how the hell did you even get in this league? I, I get, I, I figured out the test on uh, pro day. He basically, he basically got, <laughs> he swapped answers with someone. He had a good pro day. Got into the league, and then became friends with Aaron Rodgers. That's all it takes. But these Jets, I mean, they are so bad. So Tim Boyle is the worst quarterback in football. So much so they won't even give you an interception prop on this guy. I think Aaron Rodgers keeps him around because he's one of these guys. He likes to keep people around that are so worse than him that he makes it makes you like him even more. And Aaron Rodgers keeps threatening to play. Oh, he might come off IR. I'm going to play Christmas Eve and play versus Washington, so I could tell side. I could tell the haters and manifest my Achilles. A lot of talk to see if Aaron Rodgers was ever hurt in the first place, and the bet detective is on it. See generous, don't worry. The bet detective. I think I do think he hurt his Achilles. I do think that. Because there's talks that he never hurt his Achilles. I do think that. But I think it happened a while ago. Not on the first open Monday night game versus Buffalo. I think it happened in his rock cave uh you know. His his darkness retreat. He's taking ayahuasca and going to Peace Swift concerts with uh, Justin Long or Miles Teller, whoever the fuck he's friends with. He ripped something his Achilles. He's probably doing some kind of healing thing. Ripped his Achilles apart. He's like, uh-oh, I'm not going to get paid money if I let him know that this happened in a jungle somewhere and not on a football field doing my job. Not in some friggin' Amazon jungle. I think he went there. Didn't he go to some Amazon jungle, too? Where are these darkness retreats? Where do where do you where do you pay money to fake <laughs> like the fake like you're into this culture of a darkness retreat? Cultural appropriation of Aaron Rodgers. So I think he tore it a while ago and then waited to the first game, went out there, went down to second play. He didn't want to do the first play, you know, like he's throwing a fight. 
And then uh, that's it. And so now he'll be back in December, end of December. What would it mean? Nothing better if he comes back Christmas Eve. What a Christmas gift that'll be for everyone if Aaron Rodgers comes back and plays on Christmas Eve and blows his other Achilles. I'm just sipping that beautiful whiskey you guys gave me for Christmas. <laughs> I mean, how amazing would that be? If he blew his other Achilles on Christmas Eve. I'm not saying it's a conspiracy that he uh, injured himself in an Amazon jungle during a darkness retreat on ayahuasca and then blamed the turf at MetLife. Probably got people fired for that shit, too. I'm just saying he's an annoying person and he's keeping this entire Jets team hostage. And because of that, we're going to take the Jets minus two. I'm sorry, Atlanta minus two. <laughs> what did I just say? Uh, Jet, that's a, that's probably for slip. Anyway, we're taking Atlanta minus two. See, generates. <laughs> that Amazon jungle's no joke. Remember that story with that Columbia plane that went down and the four kids like survived. They were the only survivors. They were like lost like for a month in the jungle, but they survived. For uh, I mean, it's insane. The mom died. The pilot died. These kids just squirmed out of the plane and lived in the fucking jungle. Because their grandmother taught them. She was like indigenous or something. Like, and she taught them survival skills. And they were fine. They were like living inside trees or cooking. When the rescue team, the rescue team took ayahuasca, I think, too, to find it. That's what it was. The rescue team, like, some guy's like, all right, we need, we, we forgot to find our spirits. We got to take ayahuasca. We're like, what? Trust me. It's the only way. I think you just want to do drugs. Yeah, that too. So they got the whole they got the whole rescue mission team to fucking take drugs, and they found the kids, and the kids were there waiting on them. Like, what? Where you been? We're cooking. The little one killed a hog. You want a hog? You guys hungry? We've been here for a month. Anyway, that was a crazy story a couple months ago. In the news, I'm just saying if you if you dropped an American kid, you drop an American kid in Disneyland for five months, it'll start eating his brother. If he's lost for five minutes, let alone survive in the fucking jungle. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. E. Arbor says he went off the road when I said Jets minus two. You know I meant Atlanta minus two because the line is minus two. We're not taking the Jets. We're not taking Tim Boyle. Although, I mean, listen, the reason why the line is so small is because Atlanta, not great. They are healthy. Desmond Ritter, I mean, Desmond Ritter, good gosh, some of his interceptions are amazing. But we're going to take Atlanta minus two. We like it. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to, uh, speaking of bad quarterbacking, Tampa Bay, Carolina. North Carolina, Petey Pablo. The line is Tampa Bay minus five. Now, Carolina just fired. They, not only did they fire Coach Frank Reich, they fired everybody, all their coaches. Except, let me see. Don't fuck. Who they? Who did they leave behind to to call plays? Because I don't know if they have any. Uh, see, a lot of times when they like when teams fire a coach like like Josh McDaniels.
the team celebrates, and there's a big bump, and the Raiders won a couple games. Chris Tabor is the fucking coach. Who, who the hell even is this guy? They're bringing in an outside? He's a, he, arrived, uh, he arrived in 2200 Matt Rule. He's a special teams coordinator. You're going to make the special team. Uh, this is where you're just trying to rally. This is not what's going to work. See, no one liked. They didn't hate Frank Reich the way they hated Josh McDaniels. That's why I don't think they're going to get a bump here. And the play calling is just going to be. It doesn't matter who you switch to play. Because I keep going back and forth with this play calling. But you still have Bryce Young as your quarterback. Nothing is going to change. Thomas Brown, is that the fucking play call? I forget. They they switched to him midway through the season. Varek gave him the play calls, and they t- then he took it back. He's like, nothing works. Yeah, nothing's going to work because Bryce Young's your quarterback. But not only did they fire Reich, they fired like Deuce Staley, and they fired all the coordinators. So one guy has the, an iPad that has plays in it. Everyone else is just like, we like those guys. You know what this is like? And now they're doing the special teams coordinator. This is hilarious. This is like when uh, Police Academy lost their Mahoney with Steve Gutenberg. You know, they liked Gutenberg, and then he left. He got too big for Police Academy. That's fine. Mahoney got too big. No, no big deal. But we're still going to keep making Police Academies. We're going to go to Russia. We're going to go out of Miami. You know. But what did they do? And this is where and this is where the police academy um, series went off the rails, and you could tell there was tension within. Because I think Mahone, I think Gutenberg left after four, or maybe it was after three. In, anyway, but they replaced him with another Mahoney they got from the outside. They didn't promote from within. They didn't make Tackleberry a chief or Bubba Smith or you know Hoofs or anybody, Tim Kazarinski, anybody, Winslow, get the goddamn sound effect, anybody. But they brought in a new Mahoney, and it hurt the team. You could tell. There was strife in there. You know, like, like, what the fuck? Who the fuck's this Mahoney? Some other pretty boy. We don't need that. And that's what Carolina did. So I do not see a bounce back. Or a, a bump, as they say, a coaching firing bump. I think it'll be more of the same. Carolina is, I mean... They look horrendous. They they should count their lucky stars. Who says that? Count their lucky stars. That they got that one win versus Houston versus CJ Stroud, but they got it. Uh, Bryce Young, I mean, he looks shorter and shorter. He looks like he's five foot three out there. He's like jumping. He has to jump on somebody else's shoulders just to peruse around. He jumps up on a lineman's shoulders. Just to see if a receiver's open. Then he gets to back down. Then he throws the ball. It's not looking good. Baker Mayfield, he's a little banged up. Tampa Bay can still win this division. That's the thing with Tampa Bay. They did not look good last week. Baker is a little banged up. But I still like, I just think Carolina. I mean, I think Carolina is going to look worse because of the police academy rule. So let's do it. Let's bomb it. Tampa Bay minus five bombs away. And the reason why Frank Wright got fired is because of Bryce Young. It's because he's not good. They also don't have any receivers. They have Adam Thielen, DJ Sharp, but whatever. They traded away DJ Moore. They're a mess. I mean, yeah, it's too early to write off Bryce Young, but he's not good. 
And there's nothing. He never looks like something out there like, oh, he might be somebody. He never looks like that. And what's hurting him more is that C.J. Stroud in Houston, who got taken number two, is amazing. And everyone wanted C.J. Stroud. Everyone in the organization except for the owner. The owner comes in last second. Yeah, no, we're going to take Bryce Young. And then it doesn't work out. Okay, you're all fired. Why why didn't you stop me? Uh, Because you're a billionaire. Yeah, well, I got to hire people that'll stop me. And if they do, I'll fire them too. Speaking of which, C.J. Stroud in Houston Texans is our third game. Houston at home versus Denver. Line is three and a half. This is a weird game. Houston laying three and a half is a bit much. Now, I just said, they're the team. They lost at Carolina. They lost at home versus Jacksonville. It was a good game for the division. They won at Cincinnati. They won at Jacksonville. They've been a great story. They also should have lost at home versus Tampa Bay. They should have lost at home versus Arizona. So now you're like three and a half to a Bronco team that's all of a sudden playing well, unbeknownst to them. They can't believe it. That's the thing with Russell Wilson. You, you, he, he seems sh- more shocked than all of us, than any of us, that they're winning games. Yeah, that whole let's ride thing, I just say that. I didn't, I didn't know this is, this is actually working. Yeah, what I'm doing is I'm I'm not um I'm not doing anything to win the games. I'm just not doing anything to lose the games. They pay me $250 million to manage the game and do little four four-yard shovels. I will say this. Russell Wilson is the best outside of Patrick Mahomes. He's the best at falling down shovel passing. Like you think he's in the grasp and he just flicks it out four yards to the running back who immediately gets jacked up. Jacked up. Remember that segment on ESPN? You got jacked up. You got a concussion. That was the best. They used to show on ESPN, instead of you got mossed, their segment was you got jacked up, and they would show all the brain injury hits, and they'd promote it because that's what the NFL was. And now they now they look back at that in shame, but they shouldn't. NFL used to put out videos like that. You got jacked up. That's how hypocritical the NFL is, though. They would put out videos promoting those tackles, and then they find people for their helmet to helmet hits. Speaking of which, how about that Monday night game? Wait, did I give out that bomb? <laughs> if you didn't know where I was going with that, I'm going Denver plus three and a half. I think it should be a good game. I just think that's a tough game. It's, it's, it's tough to lay that many points. We'll take Denver plus three and a half. Uh, the the Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears player who got 15 yards for taking his helmet off, but it got broken and his face mask was like all bent up. He's like showing people, like showing it like he's a fucking gladiator. Look at this helmet. Look at this trophy. How can I take it off? Which is ridiculous that they still have the penalty, 15 yard penalty for taking your helmet off. Why? Because it it drags attention to yourself. It's an old it's an old penalty. We don't want the players putting attention on themselves. All these unsportsmanlike and tauntings come from white billionaire owners. And they have their and they have their meetings like I don't like when these when these kids from Mississippi t- celebrate and be happy about a foot an athletic achievement. I like when I when these people that I own do what I say. Let's make this a point of emphasis. No taking off your helmet and saying, look at me. 
But meanwhile, now you could do a fucking a production of guys and dolls in the video, video in the end zone. They have a like group dances. Like it's kind of antiquated. You're allowing people to look at them. Anyway, the guy who shot the video of Tyree killed the didn't shoot the video. He took his cell phone, did a selfie of him flipping. They fired him. The NFL fired him. The equipment guy for the Dolphins. But meanwhile, they show it on their fucking NFL Twitter page and website. Oh, the NFL is the best. The absolute best. Anyway. Let me tell you about prize picks. Prize picks is the daily fantasy sports made easy. You go to prizepicks.com backslash SGPN. Use code SGPN for a first deposit matchup to $100. That's prizepicks.com backslash SGPN code SGPN. That's when you get to watch the games like Daily Fantasy. Pick higher or lower for a couple guys. Uh, PrizePix is great because it gives you that injury buyout. I love that. Even if one of your players gets hurt, it's called a reboot policy. Let's say you pick uh, Brandon Cooks. Over, higher than 41 and a half. I got to make sure I say higher and not the O word. Um, you know, and uh, let's say Jackson Simitra for Seattle. He is higher than 44 and a half. Let's do both of those. He's from Dallas, so he's going to have a big game. And one of them gets hurt. Let's say Brandon Cooks gets hurt. God forbid. Uh, what happens in real football? Did they did they play with ten men? No, they replace them with someone else off the bench, and that's what I always hated about fantasy football. Like your quarterback gets hurt, Justin Herbert gets hurt. Oh, that's it. Now you just play with no quarterback. What? How's that a thing? That's not what they do in football. They replace them. Yep, sorry, but Prize Picks does. They have to use a reboot policy. Then they get you another guy, and you're f- just fine. So make sure you get that insurance there when you're playing Brandon Cooks tonight. Anyway. <laughs> We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter to 10-fell season Hall of Fame Bets. The research betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets. Revolutionary parlay optimizer tool. Get hit rates broken down by leg as well as exceptional Probability for entire parlay. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And we're back here on the bottom line bombs. I'm your host, CJ Sullivan. Those were the ad reads. Thank you, everyone, for uh, watching on YouTube. Make sure you hit the like button. We're going into the weekend. You got to like it. You got to like me. Yeah. You know what? Before I said I didn't care if you like me. I care now. Now I'm giving you a lot. I'm giving you Kenny Rogers stories. I'm giving you analogies. I'm giving you a little too much coffee energy right now. I just realized that. Even though that ad read, that was a bit much. All of this is a bit much. Anyway, I appreciate everyone watching live on YouTube. Make sure you hit the like button and subscribe button. As we go late here on the C Block, I know we got a late start because I had to do the prop show early. This is just a big situation. Anyway, we've given out three bombs so far. We've given out Atlanta minus two, Tampa Bay minus five, and Denver plus three and a half. We got two more games we're going to give out, then a survivor, then a man in a box. So now we're going to go with Tennessee, Indianapolis. The line is one. Indianapolis is favored by one. 
in Tennessee. Why is that the case? Because of Will Levis. Will Levis does not look good. The honeymoon phase is over with Will Levis. First game he came out, DeAndre Hopkins bullied him, throwing him touchdown, and he did. Now he throws up these fucking hilarious moon balls, and they go, and they've been it's been not going well. But they've been playing tough teams. Now they got the Colts, and it's in Tennessee. They're four and one at home. Their only loss was versus Baltimore, and it was, that was a tight game. Derrick Henry starting to crank it up a little bit. That Colts defense is horrendous. I think Henry's going to have a big game. I think Levis will not a get right game, but he'll he'll look a little bit better. Gardner Minshew, he's falling apart. Minshew, Minshew's not meant to play this long. Minshew's a backup who comes in with the mustache during November. You know, this will be December. And he everyone's rallied up. Everyone hears a story. Ah, he lived in a van in the offseason. He's got a guitar. Look at Minshew. You know, he's a wheeling and dealing. But then after like six or seven games, you're like, okay, how, how long is this going to last? Not long. It's hard to sustain. And it's getting bad. Now Jonathan Taylor's hurt out of nowhere. And I like Zach Moss as a backup, but he's not Jonathan Taylor. And, their de- and that Colts defense is just absolutely horrendous. So you got Tennessee at home. Jonathan Taylor. I knew You knew Jonathan Taylor was going to do this for a while. I mean, he did get paid in the contract. But he's like, but if he did this on purpose, I wouldn't put it past him. And he'd be right to do it. Because fuck Jim Irsay. Who would call him out and say he's not worth it. Then he did finally sign him. But Jim Irsay's got a rough life. He recently said he was uh, <laughs> profiled as a rich white billionaire. How do you profile a rich white billionaire? Is he driving a, a 1920s Rolls Royce, like open the with a monocle? Usually when I say cops pull you over for profiling, it's a minority in a nice car, bumping music, and they got tinted windows. But for a rich white billionaire, her say, up oh, throwing the lights. There he is in a Studebaker. <laughs> Fucking eats it all. Is he passing Grey Poupon to another owner? He sure is. Go get him, Smokey. Jesus Christ, what am I doing? I need to calm down. I apologize. I don't know where it's at. Too much energy. Sometimes it's too much energy. But yeah, cops saw her saying they knew that that's a billionaire. Let's get let's get him. I bet he has forty thousand dollars worth of pills in his trunk. Seven hundred billion and a trillion three hundred million. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I mean, Ursa, what the fuck are you thinking to say? I don't care if you were profiled. You don't say that. Who who do you think is going to relate to you? Who who's going to think you're going to be like? Oh, I feel bad for him. No, Jeff Bezos to say, oh, I, I hear you, Jim. Hey, I got that the other day in my in my spaceship. I took the rocket to the moon, and here and NASA wanted to see my papers. Can you believe that shit? All because I was a rich white billionaire. Unbelievable. Anyway, with that being said, we're going to take Tennessee plus one. Uh, 
Uh, finally, our last game, we're going to go into Pittsburgh Yins, Pittsburgh Steelers versus Arizona line is five and a half. Here's another team that shouldn't be laying this many amount of points or, or it's weird that they are, but you understand why Pittsburgh laying five and a half with that offense is bad, but they fired Matt Canada last year. They blame Canada and uh, oh boy, did it explode. It exploded. They haven't had a 400 yard offensive game in three years, which is amazing. And then they fire Canada and they immediately have a 450 yard game and they pop the champagne. They scored 16 points for Cincinnati. Relax, Stillers. But that being said, the offense did look better. They looked relaxed. I think Kenny Pickett's going to have a nice game. Arizona, they're pretty banged up. Trey McBride is hurt, the tight end, who's there to do everything. Zach Ertz is like retired, but he also might go play for Philly. Who knows? Um, Rondell Moore is like their only healthy receiver. James Conner returns. I like his over, rushing, uh, receiving over. He returns to Pittsburgh. He was, as Kramer said, he was Kenny Pickett before Kenny Pickett. He went to Pitt. He played for the Steelers. He had cancer. He wasn't Le'Veon Bell. They liked that about him. If you know what I mean? Uh, so I do like James Conner returning. Everyone likes James Conner. Uh, but this Arizona team, they're hitting their stride with losing. They're, they got that number one pick in their sights. They're hoping Carolina has bumps up, which I don't think they will with this coaching change. But Arizona's like, okay, I think we finally got it. I think we finally get the assignment. Kyler Murray, you get the assignment, right? You can play all the metal gear you want. Because we want to lose games and move on. Play Halo. Play Twisted Metal. Play Five Nights of Fred. Whatever the whatever the effing games are, play them. And just don't win these games. Because now they're getting blown out again. The Rams blew them out last week. So Yin's got a big one this week. Pittsburgh, minus five and a half. I think they roll like the old Stillers of old time versus Arizona. My bomb it. So to recap for the circuit contest, we are 12 and three finishing up the quarters, hoping to go five and zero. We're going to go Atlanta minus two, Tampa Bay minus five, Denver plus three and a half, Tennessee plus one, Pittsburgh minus five and a half. All those bombs. All those bombs. Uh, Survivor. Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay both make, both make good survivors. We're going to go with Jacksonville over Cincinnati, though, just because which is a Monday night game. Jacksonville, I don't I don't want to lay the eight and a half, but they're going to be they're going to beat Cincinnati. Cincinnati, which is one of the favorites, best teams in the league, are now uh, an instant fade because of Jake Browning. That's how horrible the NFL is when it comes to the system they set up. It's a great sport. They dominate the world. They dominate America. They dominate the, you know, the ratings and all that. But it's run by like eight people on the planet. 30-year-old dads that play quarterback. The Bengals were one of the best teams in the league. They had Joe Burrow. Then he gets hurt. Now they're a disaster. Because there's only like eight or nine people that can throw a football in the NFL. Maybe don't make your offenses so fucking complicated that you need these jerks like Aaron Rodgers. 
Justin has a fancy question. I'll take a fancy question. Dak or Mahomes this week? Well, you got to take Dak. I mean, Dallas, which is starts pretty soon. I take Dak, smash that. I like Kansas City this week, but Sunday night in Lambeau, the conditions aren't nearly as bad. And that offense is questionable. I know they just put up a lot on the Raiders, but they have no receivers. Although they have Vantes Scantling returning. Uh, but Dak is on fire. Even as an Eagle fan and a Cowboy hater, you can't deny it. Dak and their offense is on fire, and especially at home. So I wouldn't even think twice about that. Play Dak. Anyway, that's going to do it for the bombs. Now let's go into the box. Well, I just noticed the box is kind of faded out a little bit. I'm going to have to zoom in when we get uh, later. I kind of like I kind of like the distant box. You have the dog puppy head over there, which looks like a Russian hat. You have half my thumbnail of the uh, of the wallpaper and the Rams. Maybe I'll take away the banner. So I take away the banner. Hmm. Let me see. A little bit. Yeah, I kind of want to take that down for a second. That's kind of cool looking. Anyway, welcome to the box, man in the box, you everyone. Thank you for uh, joining on the show here. Let's wrap this up. Or should I put that thing back? I don't know. I don't know what to do. I never know what to do. Let's put the overlay back. That's yeah, fun. Um, It is the end of November, as I said. I think I mentioned this last show. I was taken off guard when someone asked me if I was uh, wearing this mustache because of Movember, which is the month of November where men wear rock their mustache, rock, grow a mustache to raise awareness for men's diseases like prostate cancer and serious things like that. Sean and Ryan have a bet between Eagles and Giants tight ends. Loser has to grow a mustache. My point being... I'm realizing that I might need a new look. I have a mustache. My regular look is a mustache. And to the outside world, it's either people lose bets and they have to do this, or it's something you wear to stand out to raise awareness for a terrible disease. Oh, why why do you have that under your nose to... To make me know about a cancer in a man's asshole? Yep. Now, what? Uh, sure. Yep. Do I give you money? Yeah, please give me money. I need a new look. I was mistaken for a ticket scalper the other day. That's not good. For my own show. For my own stand-up shows. Because, hey, you got a ticket for this? What? Get out of here, kid. Get the hide off my yard. Also, yes, I do. I do. I'll let you in. Give me give me 20 bucks. I'll let you inside here. But there's a Modest Mouse show. Is Modest Mouse even a hip band? I don't know. That's what came up with my... <laughs> that didn't even come up with my Spotify wrapped. Point is, I grew the mustache as a joke like everyone does. And then after a while, you're like, well, is this a joke? This is now I just wear a mustache. And now I try to shave it and it's back within four hours. Now I can't get rid of it. So be careful. Careful out there with your mustaches. People will think you're raising awareness for disease. Anyway. So, yes, 
Spotify wrapped. <laughs> Modest Mouse. Everyone had their Spotify rap playlist come out yesterday. Boy, that was kind of annoying already on Twitter and whatever. People are posting and sharing their Spotify rap. What a marketing tool this is. Spotify, and if you're listening on Spotify, thank you. Subscribe to it. Although they don't pay their artists. This podcast is fine, but musicians and comics or whatever. They send you a list of what you listen to, the little package, and how many listens you had, and where, blah, 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 what your favorite songs were. Like, I have a choice in the fucking matter. You listen to Tame Impala for eight months straight. I did. I don't know. You tell me, Spotify. Whatever you say, Spotify. I didn't punch it in. People send me a list. You send lists. You're a machine. You're the machine. You make the list. I just listen to it. Whatever. I don't know. People are like, did you? <laughs> have you heard of the new Tame Impala? I don't know. You tell me. I, I, haven't, I haven't punched anything in in 12 years. I don't like all these Spotify lists being thrown out there. People are like, ah, look how, because you, you want people to think you're cool with it. You know? Your Spotify wrapped or year-end lists that you share on social media, that's who you want people to think you are. You know? That's your ideal self. It's like Instagram or anything else. You want to you want to perceive like you're living a great life and look good. So it's your best picture. So these are my best music, your best playlist. I don't buy it. That's not who you are. It's not who you really are. You know who you really are? Shazam. Your Shazam list is who you were meant to be. That's how God made you. Let's open up that hood. Let's see it. You want to stop being a coward. Show me your Shazam list. The one that hits your soul. That subgenre, you know, that boy band. Open up the incognito window to your soul. Let me hear it. Let me see it. Let me see the Shazam list or touch tunes at a bar. See what you play over there. I want to see that data. That data, data, data. Fuck your Spotify list. Anyway. Speaking of which, people are posting that your stats for uh, your Spotify podcast, what you listen to most, and people are doing a lot for Sports Game Podcast Network and SGPN, and I'm glad they are. I haven't seen any C-Generates post at the Bottom Line Bombs. is their number one podcast. I haven't seen that at all. C-Generates, I'm just saying. I'm fine if you do, if you don't, if you don't. But I will say this. Anyone who tweets me, and my Twitter is at CJ Sullivan underscore, or an X, I should say, at CJ Sullivan underscore, tweet at me a screen grab or shot of the bottom line bombs on your Spotify rap list and how many times you listen to it, what percentage you are. Even You don't have to be the top 1%. I don't care about that. Hell, I don't care if you give it one listen and it gives you that. I really don't care. But I will pick a listen. Anyone who tweets at me in the next week, the Spotify list of the bottom line bombs and you're listening to it, not the SGPN shit. I don't care what you do for them. They have enough. They're, they're doing fine. The man in a box. 
That's who needs your help. It's just me in here, for God's sakes. Help me out. Put that, tweet at me that, and I'll give you a contest, a free man in the box, your choice, T-shirt or hoodie. I did a contact, and that's true. You know, it'll come from me. Man in the box. The bet detective. I got to get a bet detective merchandise up in here. That'll be next. Anyway. So do that. Follow me on Instagram, too. That's CJ Sullivan was taken. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. I'll do it next week. I'll give you guys I'll give you guys a full week, and then I'll announce the winner, and you'll get, you'll get a free man in the box t-shirt. That's pretty good. I also have to give one out for the uh, reviews. Make sure you give me a five-star review on the podcast, on Spotify or iTunes, and a review, and I'll give you a man in the box shirt for that, too. That's, uh, that's a pretty good deal. Look at me. I just cost myself money. I better, I better win these bets now. Cause I don't gotta, I gotta buy these shirts for you, degenerates. But I'm happy to do it because you guys have been supportive of me. <laughs> anyway, we're growing. I'll tell you what, we're growing. Every Monday and Thursday, we do it live on the C Block. We're gonna continue on, and if we ship this, go five and zero, oh, win some cash. We'll do a lot of things for you. Um, all right, what do we got? Oh, 53 minutes choice. I was gonna talk about that basketball tournament. I went to a Clippers game last week, and it was the tournament where they painted the court, you know, and no one knows what's going on. People are irate. What I like about the basketball tournament in the NBA, I'll talk about this real quick. Why not? I just like how upset people are with it. People are freaking the fuck out. The point differential thing really upsets people. <laughs> and I can't follow along. I need a spread Excel sheet to know who's doing what. Like, calm down. It's just a it's a tiebreaker. Yeah, they didn't want to play head-to-head to go to uh, points. So what? Well, we're not soccer. That is true. They're like, well, they do it in soccer. Yeah, well, soccer, they score like two goals. Tops. That's a, that's a high-scoring affair if they score two goals. So now you got basketball games are just running it up because they have to, and no one, the players don't know the rules. Like what the, they're getting in fights in the hallways, which I love because like, what the fuck you're running, you're running it up, you're up thirty, and you're fouling Andre Drummond. I'm sorry, it's the rules. It's what we got to do. And they don't play them at the same time. That's what you have to do. Whatever. People are like it's more exciting, and it is more exciting. There was that Golden State uh, Sacramento game the other night. And Golden State had to win by 12. And if they didn't, they're out. So they're up by like, you know, 20 for a while. It was going great. And then, you know, Sacramento came back. Sacramento knew all they had to do was not lose by 12. So it gets around six points with like 10 seconds to go. And Golden State's still trying to jack it up and get to 12. They they lost the game outright. And these games count for the regular season. That's what's amazing. That's what people aren't talking about. You're playing the game differently when you have to score a certain amount of points. Like Golden State wasn't trying to win the game. They were trying to win by 12. And that cost them the game. A game in the standings. Now, luckily, it's the NBA, and every single team makes the playoffs, so ultimately it won't matter. But what I did find interesting, which it didn't happen, was Golden State was like down by one or up one. And their only hope with a couple seconds ago was to go overtime. So they were kind of like thinking like a gambler, like, we need overtime to cover this spread. You know, they got to cover a spread. Now you're with this team. That's why I like about it. The gamblers, the players have literally have money on the game because they win more money. 
if they win this Vegas tournament, which is also hilarious. They're doing this because just they need to motivate their players to play and give a shit in the regular season because they don't right now. And nor should they because the entire sport and our entire culture is made up of like, if you don't win a championship, you ain't shit. Well, you can't tell me the playoffs are everything and then say, well, the regular season matters too because it doesn't. Anyway, it would have been great if, let's say the game was tied, which could have been, obviously, easily could have been, and Golden State had the ball for the final possession, and they just let it dribble out and didn't try to shoot because they needed overtime. That would have been pure chaos in the talking head world. ESPN, those guys would have lost their fucking minds. Sports writers, they couldn't, that they would try not to score so they could win by more in overtime. They would have fucking flipped their lid. Oh, I, I'm so, I was so hoping for that to happen because these people still aren't talking about it. They're just like, ah, oh, the courts are painted. It's like Mexico City out there. Woo! Isn't it great? Anyway. That's going to do it for today's bottom line bombs. I am the man in the box. Uh, again, thank you, C. Generates. Uh, this weekend, I will be in Dallas, Texas, enemy territory of the game tonight. Hope Seattle keeps it within nine uh, at Hyenas. If you want to see me do stand-up comedy, I'll be at Hyenas all weekend in Dallas with TJ Miller. Uh, we're going to do some great shows. It's going to be fun. Uh, come out and see me if you're there. I'll say hi. I'll sign something if you want me to. Papers? I don't know. Do people still sign things? Take a picture. We'll have a drink. I'll have a nice high C. High C, Jenny. High C, Generates. Anyway, um, other than that, yeah, follow me on Instagram. CJ Sullivan was taken. Not like Liam Neeson, but, you know, as in the name was taken. Uh, at CJ Sullivan underscore for Twitter. Make sure you tweet at me those fucking screenshots of your Spotify rap list of my show. I don't care how many times you listen to it. I don't care if it's just this show. You've got a free man in the box t-shirt if you get chosen for number one. Um, other than that, that's going to do it for this thing, right? Let's just hit a theme song, get out of here and have a weekend and hope to get five and oh, and do things of that nature. That'll be incredible. Do I ever do things? Do things ever do to me? Do not get the venti Americano. My God, I don't even know what I'm doing. All right, guys. See ya.